Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. Come fly with us, D-Pads, because this week, Andrew, imagine this, okay? okay. I'm coming at you. Ooh, sturdy okay, armor. Yeah. I've got a, 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 a jousting pole in my hand. I'm coming jousting straight. It's a lance. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come straight at oh, you, Jesus. right? Oh, Jesus, yeah. And of course, I'm riding an ostrich, and you're it's coming right riding towards, an ostrich? Riding an ostrich? Yeah, well, of course, and you're- You're not- Well, you're riding an ostrich. You're, yeah, not, you're, you're, you're not, in a stork. Oh, I'm in a stork? Yeah. Why would we choose those as jousting animals? Well, because we got to fly, Andrew. <laughs> oh, because we got to fly. Wait, those- Wait, one of- Ostriches don't fly, do they? I- I don't think you know a lot about the Animal Kingdom, do oh, you? Okay. And I, even less about this week's game, <laughs> Joust, on the Retrograde Podcast. And welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Baskin, and with me, as always, is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Sir Mikey of Aaronworth. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> because I challenged thee. What? Little Dinky Andy. A fuck? To a duel. A joust of magnitude. It's a large joust. It's a large uh, magnitude. A very large yes. joust. Uh, joust. Up. This week's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't realize this. As popular as Joust, the arcade game was. Right. 40th anniversary this year. Wow. Pretty crazy, right? There is unfortunately less and less games that we are going to play that are that is older than us. And this is one of them. Well, oh yeah, right. Because we're getting older. We are getting do you want me to explain the passage of time to you? I, oh, actually, don't. Yeah, no, please. If you can, can you live... incorporate string theory. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, there's a movie called with Ashton Kutcher called Butterfly Effect. So I think it's really important that you understand this as well. Oh, isn't there also a movie called uh, 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 Newlyweds? <laughs> yes, there is with Cam- Cameron Diaz. Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. What uh, other movies are there that are called things? Um, there's uh, there was a Steve Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher, uh, which. <laughs> oh that was not good. The I, Michael Fassbender is the good one, right? Yeah, that's the that's the Aaron Sorkin, yes. Seth Rogen one. Uh, that's quite good. I just do love that they chose uh, to make a a movie about a famously smart man with Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher, who like I think who is popularized the trucker hat. So hundred percent, he popularized terrorizing his friends, and <laughs> uh, and also I think he's a, kind of a good business person. Like he's invested well and stuff. I like would that. imagine. But yeah, I don't. You can't break this from me. He is an idiot. He's Kelso. He's, <laughs> he's Kelso. He's Kelso. He's Kelso. Yes, exactly. Of course, he's an idiot. He's a big dummy. Uh, I remember because he he did you know credit where credits due. Mm. Popularized the trucker hat. Yeah, and at a certain point when it became super popular, he like made a video like. I think, or it was like the intro to Punked or something. He's like, he's like, I started this. Like, you guys are all just copying me. The trucker hat is my thing. And I'm like- That's actually not a bad Ashton Kutcher. When you started there, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I wasn't even going for it. Well, it, it worked. I maybe, just, maybe I was like- you have a lot more in common than we originally thought. Wait, do I wear, tr- what, what hat am I wearing right now? <laughs> a trucker hat. It has the mesh in the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Von Dutch. Doesn't look cool. It looks pretty cool. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. I just can't wait for all things to come back and I'm just more and more miserable, but it will. Uh, speaking of things coming back, this week's game Joust is coming yes. back. Obviously, uh, we're going to get into it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're coming back as a listener, thanks for coming back. But if you're new, also thanks for listening. What's up? To explain what happens to you, our listeners usually forget, so we explain it to them <laughs> right. at the beginning of every episode every as well. Typically, what we do is we take a look back at the games that we used to play when we were kids. Usually, it's something we had any affinity towards one way or another. Mm-hmm. We rate and review the game out of four bits based on our memory of the game back when we were playing it, a very subjective subjective review. Yes. Then we actually play the game, and we come back and rate and review the game also out of four bits uh, based on how the game holds up in the modern day against like some modern games. Does that sound about right, Andrew? That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. So do you have Because you looked a bit... Bit wary, bit confused. No, I was just thinking about like I try not to do this, but I was thinking like, man, how am I going to rank this game? Mm. It's going to be a little tough. We're going to find out though, because I was thinking about jousting because mm-hmm. it's it's back in the popular culture. I don't know if you've heard about this. Yeah, I was I was 
driving down the I-95 the other day. Yeah, we're driving down the I-95, yeah. And the, and the median mm-hmm. on either side of it, you're not going to believe this. No, what, what was happening? There were, and I hesitate to say this. Oh, no. <laughs> don't, don't. But there were two horses. Oh, no, horses. <laughs> Rod like the wind, bullseye. <laughs> You're a good podcast. Nay, nay, nay. We knew it was. Let's just get uh, it out of the God, way. Let's, I know. It's impossible to talk about jousting without horses. Horse cast. Uh, welcome. Uh, and they were going at each other over the median. Jousting oh, wow. is back in a big way. Jousting is back in a big way. The TikTok it, challenge. TikTok. <laughs> yes, it's joust your friends. Joust your friends. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more impalings happening all over the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, with, uh, House of Dragons. Uh, right. The new, speaking of coming back, the new Game of Thrones yes. spinoff, which I'm not going to ruin for anyone just in case they haven't watched, but there is a jousting scene in the Why first episode. Why did you episode. look around yourself? I just wanted to check that. Elliot. I don't know if Elliot, Elliot's right. seen it yet. I don't know if anyone else in the room has seen it. Okay. Um, so, th- what's that? The big audience is, I mean, they're, they're well, all it's not a big audience, but I just wanted to double check. Okay. Uh, is it, uh, you know, I'm not going to ruin anything, but there is a jousting scene. Yes. And uh, and then I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the only other time I had seen jousting. And of course that is in the Night's Tale. <laughs> uh, a very popular uh, Heath Ledger, Paul Bettany uh, feature. Um, joint, it, they call it. Oh, joint? Yeah. yeah. Spike Lee made it? <laughs> yes, wow. Oh, holy shit. That's amazing. What can't he do? Uh, <laughs> is, uh, is so... I, I realized very quickly, especially as we're about to do joust for this podcast. Sure. I don't understand how jousting works. Oh, you don't understand? It's pretty simple. Seemingly. Uh, you get two Ashton Kutcher level <laughs> intelligence people <laughs> to sit on horses across uh, a pole from one another, yes. a fence from There's one another. There's a divide, yeah. There's a divide, uh, much like between the impoverished and, and the royalty. <laughs> yes, exactly. But both of them are, are watching these tournaments. Everyone can come together. Everyone can come yes. together. Yes. Because, and we should thank the king for putting this tournament on. And we do. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you, Elliot. <laughs> Producer Elliot. Thank you, uh, Elliot. Like none other. Uh, and then they, they race at each other. Yes. And they uh, stick a large sharp object at each other's heads. So, okay, because once again, I'm not ruining anything because I'm not going to say what happens. Yes. But death seems to be an option in the House of Dragons one, whereas in the Night's Tale one, which I understand is a teenager movie, sure. uh, it seems to be just like strikes, like once you're off your horse. Well, that's, I kind of thought that as well. I thought it was scoring points. Yeah. Like, like, and this is from Night's Tale. Yes. So this could just be them <laughs> modernizing it. Uh, but it seemed like, you know, by unhorsing someone, that was like the end of it. <laughs> unhorsing somebody? What is this? Don't do that. That's not a word. You're unhorsing <laughs> You've been dehorsed, sir. Thou hast been dehorsed. <laughs> I ask for a favor of I, the queen. I have not. Well, where is thou horse? <laughs> and you're looking down on the ground. You're like, ah. The horse is just sitting there, crossed hooves. <laughs> Doing his nails. Sonic style, just tapping his, his <laughs> other, his back hoof on the ground. But yeah, because in House of Dragons, it's like, oh, so they get knocked off. That is crazy. They get knocked off a horse. <laughs> and then he goes like, and the fight continues. And you're like, wait. What? You're allowed to do that? They can fight to the fucking death if they want. I guess so. And then keep the tournament going. Yeah. Wait, hey, I'm not gonna lie. Like, life seemed miserable in the medieval times, mm-hmm. which I understand came throughout the start of medieval times uh, because it's a time that didn't exist. Well, but they have armor. Yeah. And swords. Mm-hmm. They have those balls on chains. And I ain't talking about our wives. <laughs> I think you're thinking of maces. And no, not the rapper from the 90s. I was gonna say, yeah. uh, money... More money, more problems. Very good, yes. As, as the king will say. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it, yes, I know it's not the medieval times. I, okay. They do have dragons. That's great when you're like, it's when else the 1300s. When else were there dragons? <laughs> uh, there was never dragons. I've seen them on shields, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me wonder why we did just so commonly go like, well, dragons exist. <laughs> like, like, what did we see that to go like, well, they all exist. Everyone knows that, right? Everyone saw them. Okay, good, good, good. Let's just never talk about this ever again. 
yeah, like I understand it's like the medieval <laughs> times type thing because it seemed like absolutely awful to be living in that time. Yeah. So if you got to show up and have some free entertainment of bloodshed and like, you great. know, great. Awesome. It's very Do human. Do you think people were just dying so often back then that it was like, sure, of course they're going to die in a jousting tournament. Yeah, like life doesn't, life is pretty meaningless. I'm going to die in my 30s. Yes. Actually, which is supposedly not that true. We're like the average life expectancy was really low, but that's because of the amount of infant mortality. That I would assume. So oh, it's, it's just bringing the mean it's down. It's bringing the average yeah, down, yeah. which is like, oh, what a bummer. Oh, that is quite a bummer. <laughs> yeah. People... Men and women live until 114. Yes, yes. It was healthier back then. No gluten. No, yeah, exactly. Everything was organic. Everything was organic. Yeah, everything was organic. So much better. And slightly stale, I think, as well. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the food back then? Oh, my goodness. Just eating onions like they're apples? <laughs> yes, exactly. God damn it. Did we, we didn't learn anything about seasoning at all. Those heathens. Yeah, I know. Uh, they deserve to die in jesting tournaments. Uh, I, I definitely agree. Uh -huh. I will say hot D, as I've heard it referred to before. What's oh, a hot D? How's the dragon? Hot D is Hot House D. of the Dragon. H O T D. Wow. I've heard that's not mine. I heard I heard someone else. That's say pretty that. good. It's pretty good. Um, in fact, you and I both heard it called that. At we saw Comedy Bang Bang Live when they came to Toronto. Oh, did we? And Jessica McKenna, who was yes. a guest, referred to it as Hot D. Yes, I must have blanked that out of my brain. I'm oh, so sorry about that. Interesting. Maybe yeah. you took too, one too many jousting polls today. Yeah, I probably did. Um, speaking of uh, 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 the boring lives that we would lead in medieval times, uh, one of the ways that we cure that, the antidote to boredom, is in video games, Andrew. Mm. And, you know, we've spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks talking about games like Cult of the Lamb and yeah. Madden and all that. But those are all home games. You play them on your consoles at home. Yeah. Joust, I mean, eventually was ported to home consoles, but it started out in the arcades. It gets me wondering. Okay. First of all, when was the last time you went to an arcade? Not played an arcade game and barcades don't count. Oh, well, why I don't they count? Every, yeah, that's a good question because <laughs> I guess everything is a, a barcade now. Yeah, I was going to say, unless I went to Dave and Buster's yeah. or like, I don't know, some kind of okay, really so when, cool. When was the last time you went to a barcade? I went to a barcade probably two years ago, just before COVID started. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I haven't been back since. And so much so that I actually wanted to uh, support some local ones around here, but they've, they've all been uh, having some very bad luck. So. A lot of been a lot of them have been shutting down. One of them burnt down. Yeah, that's, that's uh, there was a flood at uh, Tilt on Dundas here. I thought there was a fire. I'm sure one preceded the other. Uh, and uh, and well, so, yes. I mean, Depending on the order of operations, that yeah. could be pretty lucky. Yes, it, yes, it did. <laughs> a fire started. Oh, thank God, the flood is here. <laughs> Moses, yeah, Moses. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, uh, no. no. <laughs> um, he, I, so I actually went to a barcade uh, more recently than that. Oh, when? Uh, less than a year ago. Okay, and it felt great. Oh, good. It, was, it was one of those moments where it's like things are opening up. You still have to wear a mask and everything. Everything felt gross picking up and, and playing with those. Yeah. That is something that I just don't think is going to go away anytime soon. So no. like, like, what do you expect? But the difference between, and this will get, get me into our next question, some of the more modern arcade games and some of the more retro arcade games, the, that chasm is almost, people don't realize it, but that's almost as wide as the chasm between like, PS5 games and Super Nintendo games. I like know. it is it is crazy what arcade games are now compared to like the likes of of Joust. Yeah. Um have you played for example the Mario Kart arcade game? I have yes I have played it. Yes. What did you think about it? Uh, yeah, it's I, fucking terrible. I like it more as a console game. 100%. Yeah. It's balanced towards you not winning in the arcade. 
Yes, right. but you're driving. You're driving a car, yes. right? You're, it's like a Cruising USA it's setup. Very much Cruising USA. Yeah. There are items, but they're not used properly. The driving isn't as great. The drift, like, I think Mario Kart, I think drifting. Like, that's such a, that's that's hand in hand mm. with how you get I around. I think bananas. Cars. Oh, you think bananas? Yeah, I think bananas. Hmm. I think about uh, whooping your ass every time <laughs> we play. Jesus Christ. I'm never going to forget. Two weeks ago, it feels fresh as a... Those those wounds are still fresh. Fresh as, fresh as a medieval apple. <laughs> Very mealy. Um, the, uh, uh, so those are some of the new games, but I got to be honest, the appeal of an arcade to me, a modern arcade yeah. is kind of like, I just, I don't look at a modern arcade game now and the bells and whistles and flashes. It doesn't interest me as much. Or do you have that same, that same thought? Yeah, no, I, I get, I get that because everything at home is so powerful. Yes. I think the only appeal that you can have is to be out with somebody playing games together. Sure. That is the real fun appeal. If you're playing a, a solo Speaking game. Real appeal? Mm-hmm. Very good. Is it? Is it? if you play alone I at an arcade, that sounds miserable. Because you're like, that's not why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, that's... Did you go to that huh? arcade with somebody or you went to alone to an arcade? No, I've, I've never... You can go alone? Uh, depends. I thought it was Chuck E. Cheese. No, nope, can't go with Chuck E. Cheese. Got to bring a child. Oh, I've got tons of those in my trunk. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I can show up? I wouldn't. I think that- You know what? Actually, do it. I'll find one in the ball pit. Can I come in now? Yes, 100%. That, that one. That oh, one's mine. That, that was, one. That one's yours? <laughs> well, it will be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mikey. Uh, is, I, the only other- <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about real things now. Uh, the only thing is that I would want to do is that like sit down setup, like something that is- Outside of a controller. I don't sure. want to just do a like a, a joystick and six buttons or something like that. I want to do silent scope. I want to ski. I'm I glad wanna, you brought up silent scope. You know what I mean? But I want to do something I can't do at home. Sure. You know what I mean? And the that's, peripherals. The peripherals. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word. And that's the stuff I'd want to do. I want to shoot a basketball into a hoop. Did Rock Band kill the arcade? Did video kill the radio star? That's an entirely different question from what I asked. I don't know. doesn't feel And like I'd it. appreciate... Like you, you, you're allowed to answer my question with a question, mm. but at least have them related somehow. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, like all your past girlfriends. Band ki- did Rock Band kill the arcade? I don't think so. I think arcades were already on the way out. Just how powerful things were at home. Yes. Um, like the yelling and the anger. <laughs> yeah. uh, but is it? No, I think they were already on the way out and they fi- needed to find a way to grow up with the generation. Sure. And that's why they're still trapping us with alcohol and things that's, like that. I guess that's it. Like, it's funny that the way that they made arcades work again is just by adding alcohol to the equation. Yeah. they. You would think, like, is there room in the world for an arcade game or an arcade with a lot of these games, sure. uh, which is a 30-minute experience and you play it with your friends and it's not a beat-em-up. No. What if it's... Think about a game like uh, uh, The Quarry or uh, mm. uh, Until Dawn. Yeah. One of these games that's like... A lot of people play these story-driven games by passing the controller around, playing as different characters yeah. and each contributing to a narrative. Does that work in arcade? And if not, why? Well, just, you almost have to explain why would you go to an arcade? Like, what can an arcade give you that you can't get at home? Right. And if that's socialization, okay, that's cool. Just sure. being out and meeting people or, you know, that's that's fine. It's the same reason why, like, well, you could buy beer at home. You could buy beer at a bar. Why right. do you why do you go out? Well, you want to spend time with other sure, people. Sure. Um, so you got to think, like, I, I was almost thinking the other day about, like, you know, we love walking simulators. Yep. You mentioned Gone Home and stuff like that. Edith Finch, Firewatch. Edith Finch, yeah, all these, all these ones. 
they're they're more akin to a movie in my mind because the storytelling is the the real essential to yes. to the story in the first place. And I was wondering if there was like, do you remember those old three sixty movie screens they used to give you like at like a science center or oh, yeah, Disney yeah, yeah, World? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They used to be like, it's like that nature documentary, right? And as a child, I'm like, I could care less about this. Sure, but I, you're the whole time you're just kind of like looking around. You're like, I don't know if this is like a very good technology. No, like, no, no. I don't think you're you're learning anything by doing it. But I was wondering if there's like an immersive experience that you could do with friends, kind of like an escape room, but it was a story mode walking simulator in which That's you have a to solve point. problems together. I mean, I, I feel like VR would have the capacity to do something know, like that. But you can that. also do it at home. Like, well, not yet. Hmm. I, I mean, do you have like six VR headsets at home? No, that's true. Like they do have these VR bars kind of things or yeah. like like playgrounds that VRs. you can go to. VRs. V-bars. <laughs> V-bars. Um, um, that's a German bar. <laughs> V-Buzz. V-Buzz. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. Okay, the only other one that I was going to bring up that I thought technology-wise sure. is that, speaking of Germany, there is a uh, go-kart track in Germany that has a VR, uh, or VR, uh, display from the top that creates a go-kart, uh, Mario Kart situation. No way. Where you can hit boxes and carry things behind oh, you. Oh, that's unreal. And hit people with them and stuff like that. And you're like, see, that is the thing is like, you need to explain how the technology you can't have at home. That's it. Is more fun out together. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's like one of those things. Obviously, I can't do that at home. And so you could, that is, that is where you're selling me. Is the problem that in order to build something like that, your entire operation needs to be that. I know. And what if that gets outdated? Yeah, what a commitment, eh? It's what a commitment. Do you do you change from Mario Kart to I don't know, Crash Team Racing? Like that's the new skin. Yeah, Is honestly, that enough? The track can't change. Twisted metal. <laughs> Twisted metal or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah, it just feels like it feels the limitation is in investment and technology and the cost of technology. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that arcades can't be fun. I almost think it just means like maybe we never get good new arcade games, but there are so many fun ones to play out yeah. there. What are some of your favorite arcade games uh, that you played in the well, past? I already brought Silent Scope up. That, that was going to be one of my ones. I fucking, I fucking love loved Silent Scope. I was a huge fan. Do you uh, want to explain Silent Scope a little bit? Oh, in sure. Case so Silent Scope is a, you, there was a huge sniper rifle. Right. And there's, so there's a flat TV screen in front, much like an arcade, uh -huh. but there was also a TV screen inside of the uh, viewfinder. The scope, the scope. scope. Yeah, the scope. The, the titular silent scope. Right, right. I'm the silent. It is the scope. <laughs> and then we, we together are going to kill people. And I always remember silent scope three more than anything else for uh -huh. some reason. And so what we do is obviously is, you know, the, the scope has a uh, amplified version of the view and then the screen is just a generic view. Like whoopee is just like whoopee. Whoopi is just like sitting on a couch talking to her buds. Oh, the view! I can watch that at home. Yeah, Joy Behar. I can watch is that every morning. Narrated. Time to kill him. <laughs> like, all right, thanks, Joy. Uh, and so it's really fun because you're switching between eyes to go like, okay, am I pulling it to the right place? Sure. And there's always a little story that's happening out into the yes. thing. I'm like, oh, it's a couple that's fighting. We gotta yes. wait for her to leave yeah, the yeah, room yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. kind yeah. of thing. And it was always a lot of fun because uh, I think everybody thinks there would be a good sniper for some reason. Have everyone wanted to believe they were the best fucking sniper. I don't know what that's all about. Where we've I, snipers must hate that. Where they're like, it's really hard. It's guys. really hard. And you're like, well, yeah, not yeah. for me because I played Silent Scope. Yeah, I probably would have been really good if I had given my time to. <laughs> like you nerds and uh and so like that was always one of my favorite ones because it was like such a unique experience between the two yeah i i one of the things i loved about silent scope as well it was one of the first sniper rifle games where the bullet had a bit of physics to it yes where like it would dip a little so you had to aim a little bit higher check the wind, and check the wind. yeah like, that was those feelings of like aiming four feet to the left and like up a little bit higher um, and accidentally shooting a civilian. 
were fucking awesome. I love that. Soundscope was always one of my favorites. You mentioned the skiing game. Yes. Remember the skiing and snowboarding games? Yes. Those were great. Do you remember when they started to bring those games that were like, I think it was like Police 911 or something like yes. that? And it was this area where it would track your movement. Yes. So you could like, it wasn't Physically like, duck. Physically duck and like avoid bullets. It wasn't yeah. like Time Crisis, which one of the best of all time, time with the light the guns. The, and the pedal. The pedal. You press yeah. the pedal to get up and shoot and you lower yeah. down. Oh my God, I totally forgot about this. <laughs> you got so excited. Games like Area 51. Yes. Like all these okay. light gun games. I thought, because you'd, you'd watch people play and they'd like they'd aim off the screen and shoot to reload their gun. That's yeah. how you reload. I thought they were just aiming off screen. So I would play these games and I would whip the gun off the screen and I guess it would sometimes trigger a, a button pull so it would reload. So House of the Dead, I'm like bang, bang, oh, bang, nice. bang, bang. Whip the gun off the screen and then it would like hopefully and reload. you're just shooting imaginary ghosts around you or something Just like shooting imaginary ghosts. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But one day I was playing next to my brother and I whipped the gun and I hit him right in the fucking mouth. Yeah. His mouth was bleeding and he's like, what, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, well, I had to reload. And he's like, why are you like reloading so hard? <laughs> and that's when I learned you just have to aim off screen and shoot. Changed everything. You're a pretty stupid child, eh? Who said that? <laughs> Time to shoot some imaginary ghosts. Uh, no, because the Area 51, the Jurassic Park one, oh, and the House great. of the Dead. House of the Dead was fantastic. Yeah, those were all like another one just where you can't do it at home. You need the light gun. You need the... Why, what are you laughing about? <laughs> I, I got as a kid... Uh, <laughs> That's another story about you being an idiot. Me, yeah, another... No, no, me, me, little scaredy boy. Oh. Um, which, don't make fun of me because I know you're not... Oh, I'm a scaredy boy. 100%. Yeah. Um, boo! Ah, <laughs> I didn't like that. That was the whole story. We are a couple of weeks away from retrograde and I am not excited. I'm about not it. excited about it. I'm, I'm miserable about it. In fact, and I was I was uh, I wasn't miserable when I found a way to get House of the Dead on my computer. Now it's mouse clicks. It's not light guns. Right. But I played through the whole thing. And because it's mouse clicks, it was actually like almost easier. You just click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 yes. whatever. Um, so I beat the game and the end of the game, like at some point in it, you're trying to save a, a woman in, in the game. Sure. It's part of the story. Great story in the house. Yeah, of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Never been done before in video games. Never been done. Yeah. And uh, as you're leaving, I think this is probably an alternate. There's probably an alternate ending where you save her. But if you don't do it right, you finish and you're leaving the house of the dead and the camera's like walking out the titular house and it turns around and the door opens up and she's standing in the doorway as a zombie. <gasps> and then the camera just zooms into her and that I was in my basement on my computer at night and I literally left the computer on shut like just pawed the screen off and ran upstairs yeah heart racing yeah and it took me like another day and a half before i could turn that computer back on wow. and, and, uh, and, and play it it scared the shit out of me oh my god that sounds scary it was scary yeah Even yeah though it wasn't like it wasn't meant to startle you i think it was more meant to be like hey uh by the way uh excuse me you guys leave <laughs> hey uh check this out yeah you got, she's still dead you got one more <laughs> shoot her in the head uh, yeah. no that was that was a good one and honestly all the racing stuff sitting down in a seat and trying to race cruising usa is like an absolute legend yes. even though maybe it was not the best game now that i look back on it i just couldn't help it and race the world oh, oh yeah come on yeah crew uh, cruise what was yeah what was that cruising Cru usa cruising the world yeah cruising, cruising the world Europe. and it's always somebody in the back on like <laughs> let's <the Sphinx>. go <laughs> Like pointing at something like, wow, the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower. I always remember that. And, and Mail Rushmore. Yeah. And you're racing like underneath the Eiffel Tower. My favorite thing in, in hitting the, a mime. In the, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you only you could hit people. In yeah, yeah. It was the last time that we were allowed to like widely stereotype people. Yes. <laughs> French mimes. Yeah. French mimes. Um, the, uh, those were the days when we could wildly stereotype people. <laughs> uh, that's always the weirdest argument. Like, oh, remember back in the day, we could just sit here. It's like, 
Anyway. Um, it was so much easier. It was so much I easier. I could be lazy. I could be an asshole. <laughs> no one would be mad. And people would laugh at me. Yeah, they'd be like, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, no, I remember in, in the Cruise in the USA games, when you would hit other cars, like, like just family, cars yes. full of families, and they would do like flips, yeah. and you would hear, oh my God, we're going to crash. <laughs> yes, it's always a high-pitched woman screaming. That sounded... Like they were really scared. It's like they recorded that on the I-95 where I was watching. Right. Joust to Joust is the theme of this week's <laughs> oh, episode. Yes. And uh, we might as well get into Let's it, Andrew. Do it. Joust. Uh, uh, you know, not my favorite arcade game of all time, but I've always had a weird affinity towards it. And I think it's because it felt so different from just right. about any other arcade game that you would play. And it turns out that's kind of the point. That's oh. kind of what they were doing on purpose. It was developed and published by Williams Electronics and Atari Inc. Uh, Atari, I think, more so for the Atari releases on home console. Uh, the initial release of July 1982, which is why we're at the 40th anniversary of this game. Wow. Of this game. Um, so unlike last week's insane premise where you're, uh, uh, you are a unicycle. I was a unicycle. Uh, this week, it's a little bit more straightforward. You're a yellow knight on an ostrich. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Let's just skip past that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. Okay. Part of the reason even you even remember Joust as a uh-huh. game entirely, yes, is because of the ostrich. I think so. Yeah, I think it. I think that makes sense. Do you know why they chose ostriches in this game? Is it something about two legs versus four legs, or horses are hard to draw? No, which is I've always heard horses are hard to draw. Have you ever tried? No, too intimidated. <laughs> You just sit there sweating yeah. with your paper. I was, yeah. Pencil shaking. I, I remember when I was seven, Bob Ross is turning around like, horses are hard to draw. And I'm like, that's a fuck, fucking professional painter. I'm not going to even try. He's like, I'll stick to bushes. Yeah. He's like, I did draw a horse. It's behind that bush. <laughs> it's like Julie Child going like, mm, this is really hard. I'm like, I'm not going to make that. I'm not going to cook this. <laughs> fuck that. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? I wonder what the hardest dish she ever cooked was. Ostrich stew? It probably is something to do with ostriches as well. Probably. Horse, horse steaks. Horse steaks. <laughs> yeah. Horse steaks. Uh, a giant ostrich egg. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to boil one of those and just eat it with a spoon. Would you? No. Nope. That's just too much egg. No, I don't want it. No. Unless uh-huh. it's a fertilized egg. Oh, no. Why? I forget what those are called. Yeah, I couldn't. I can never Eggs? do that. No, no. Have you ever? Uh, there's a very- Stillborn? Yeah, kind of. There's is, like is a popular a dish where it's like there's still. Oh, that's actually a dish. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, very much so. Uh, it's actually, I think people are fucked up. Eh, they, we, a lot of, we're really popular in the country where it's popular. So let's where is uh, that? Uh, Philippines. Philippines? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I forget what it's called, but I just texture wise cannot do that. I can't get my head around it. Can we just start calling ourselves the most popular podcast in the Philippines? We can, can we be sued for that. No. Well, I don't know. We'll find out which one is. We'll and find then, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Screw you. Number two. Um, um, yeah. I wonder if there's a way around that. We'll do it. It'll be like like how how McDonald's makes a company called AAA Beef or something like that. Yes. And they're like, we use AAA Beef. <laughs> yes, exactly. We can name our podcast, The Retrograde, a video game podcast, the most popular podcast in the Philippines, and then they can't sue us. Yeah, it's like, is that actually podcast? true? I'm like, what, the name of our podcast? Yes, yeah, that's the name yeah, of our it podcast. Is, it is true. The it most popular true. podcast in the Philippines. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that. I like it. Um, uh, so no, the reason is, uh, and, and this will get into a little bit of the uh, the development of the game before I, I explain sort of what the game's about. Yeah. Williams Electronics uh, uh, made it, as I mentioned, developed it. John Newcomer was the lead designer. Um, and he had this idea where they, they brought him on and he wanted to make a game with flight as one of the primary elements. Oh, okay. But Williams at this point had already become popular because of Defender. They had Defender. That's space. It's spaceships. He's like, I want to do a flying game, but I don't want space and I don't want spaceships. I want to do something unique. So he's purposely seeing what's worked and finding a way to do something different. There are some similarities between this week's game and last week's game in in Uniracers for that reason. So he thought, 
literally, I'm just going to start writing down things that fly machines, animals, whatever. Okay. He figured birds work. And, and rather than something like an eagle, which he said it was more, it was more easy to convince the player that an eagle, sorry, that an ostrich could fly than that an eagle could walk. Honestly, kind of get a it. little bit right yeah. little legs on that eagle little, yeah like how do you it would yeah. just look weird if it were just an eagle yeah, right so, so like that that, that kind of makes sense uh so as i mentioned williams electronics i'm going to get into them for a little bit um uh williams electronics slash wms industries they started making things like pin, they were a toy company and then they got into like pinball machines uh coin operated like the physical things you'd see in an arcade, like in big, that that <laughs> thing that you, yeah. the Zoron or whatever. Yeah, the, the, the card reader, the mind card reader, reader, whatever. Yeah. The mind reader, yeah. Uh, uh, so they did things like that. And then, and then they realized that like, okay, the arcade is where it's at. Digital games are where it's at. That's why they decided after the success of Defender to bring people on for the express purpose of writing ideas for games and then making them come to fruition. John Newcomer had a couple, two ideas that basically got shortlisted. One, War of the Worlds. Oh. Two, Joust. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, okay. Well, okay. I was afraid, yeah. War of the Worlds as a video game would be pretty cool. I think there's a way to make a great game out of that. Yeah. But apparently, you know, it's coming at a time. This is around uh, 1982, probably prior to that because uh, it was before the game came out. Technologically, his idea just could not be serviced right. the, way, the way that he wanted it to. So they went with Joust. They got the second best. Yeah, they but did. Apparently, you know, they 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 had some success with it, which we'll get into as well. Um, uh, they said that uh, similar to not to, to wanting to fly, but not wanting to use spaceships and and space, they wanted to have combat. But he said shooting was just too common. Mm. So he challenged himself to think, what else can you do? And he figured colliding. Okay, oh, jousting yeah, yeah. is good for that. Okay, and then that basically meant that it made flight the method of combat in this game. Cool. Which is a really cool way yeah, to think about cool it. Yeah, a cool thought, yeah. Um, so it is kind of a very out-of-the-box game, a lot like last week's game, Uniracers. Um, I, I think it's, it's the kind of thing, too, that at first turned people off quite a bit. At this point, you'd have something like Defender and you'd have other arcade games where you could use uh, a control stick that would give you at least four directions, maybe eight directions that you could go in. One very notable thing about this game is it had two directions on the joystick, left and right. Okay. And in order to fly, you just tap the the the, the button and that'll like kind of like flappy bird almost sure, like, like sure, bring sure. you up the more you tap it or then go slow and tap. Right. So with that limited control scheme, they wondered, is this going to turn people off? Are people going to want to spend a quarter on this game when they have six buttons on that right. one and three buttons on this one? And it turns out it, it was a little bit of a success, actually quite a bit of, uh, of a success. I'd say so. Skepticism over the con- control scheme was assuaged, which is- Whoa, hey, look at you. When it hit the top play meter arcade charts in 1983 in the US. So- I, Okay, that's a- I've I've known that they did like popular arcade games. Yes. And yeah. I'm very curious about how they ranked these arcade games. I think it's- overall spend yeah just right but then you got it then an arcade has to open up about how much money they made which is a very odd thing i mean there are versions of that you know box offices that's true i, I think arcades oh you mean like the arcade specifically yeah like the arcade like a, a private business has to go they like have to though do they because they have to pay a licensing fee i don't oh. i don't think they just buy the arcade cabinet i think they have to pay a portion of their spend to i'm learning, uh, I'm learning so much i'm 90 percent sure wow. that's, that's what it was okay um knowing the way corporations work, I would yeah. assume that that's what it is. Yeah. You know, maybe it's even something along the lines of like, we'll 
put this game in your arcade. You don't have to pay for it. You just collect money and you give us 20% or 30% or whatever it is. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's how that business model works. Hmm. Uh, in 1996, Flux Magazine rated it the 26th of their top 100 game arcade games of all time. Wow. So obviously games have come out since 1996, but I think most popular, like even, even when you're dealing with MAME, the arcade uh, yeah. uh, emulator, it's like after 2002, that they the meme is kind of like frozen at 2002 so it really it only plays games prior to that oh, okay and but like that's all you need yeah <laughs> like that's it's just, need. those are all the good ones um uh guinness in 2008 rated it you're gonna love this guinness is in the rating business now guinness i think they just do whatever the fuck they want yeah well they got yeah time fine with that i mean they weren't in the they weren't in the 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 record business they <laughs> no. were in the beer business until yes. they wanted patrons to have something to talk about in the bars right mm-hmm. I, yeah argue about Oh, oh, it was to check arguments. Yes, it was. Oh, I that thought actually, it was- no, that's actually it. It was to check arguments about like, people like, that's not the biggest bean you've ever seen. <laughs> like, what was the biggest bean we've ever seen? It was pre-internet. Now they, all these arguments are ruined because yeah, we have they got computers phones. in our phone. 99, did you ever buy the Guinness Book of World Records? Oh, 100%, yeah. yes. 99% of arguments in the bar you're saying took place over what was the biggest, best, most, or fastest. That yes, sort of thing. fattest. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. And I love that that was also like every year the Guinness Book of Records came out. Yes. It's like, what happened last year? Like, what happened in the last 365 days? Well- you know what? Except for like in the nineties, I think it was a little more innocent. Now it's like people trying to like, yeah, wait a second. I think I could be in a, like uh, underwater for seven days. That's it. You're yeah. like, that doesn't seem good. I didn't cut my my fingernails because I have a phobia of that, and yeah. now I'm famous. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't like this at all. That's gross, by the way. The guy with the the curled oh, fingernails. No, I, no, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Uh, this uh, it ranked the game number sixty nine. 69th uh, highest uh, game in nice. uh, technical, creative, and cultural impact. Whoa. Wow. That's, that's, wow. What a, what a cool scoring system that it, is. I, I don't know. I'd love to see what else is on there. Yeah. And I'd love, I, I, I'd love to see almost the rubric for how they would reach those Absolutely. ratings, but it's a great, hmm. it's a great feel a mushroom club coming up. I feel a very much feel a mushroom club, but actually yeah. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Mushroom typing. club. Oh, that's some good typing noises. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, like a receptionist in the 50s that are still figuring out typewriters. So they're like, uh, 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 uh. how do those people Damn. get hired? Like, what can you do? Can you type? Nope. All right. You got the job. <laughs> no one can. That's okay. You're hired. <laughs> On Guinness's list. <laughs> I, I put it into overdrive there. You know, um, and when we do it, we have to have a Guinness. Oh, Andrew, let's do it right now. That sounds like a lot of fun. Let's do it right now. Um, so uh, it got a sequel, Joe's yeah. 2, Survival of the Fittest in 1986. <laughs> uh, understandably not as uh, well-received because they tried to complicate the formula. It turns out that left, right, just tap to go up mechanic was great. I don't even think I mentioned this. How do you win? A, like say two, two, yeah. two people get into contact with another. They give it to whoever's highest up on the screen. Oh. So it's a big strategy in the game. Um, notably though, and this is kind of a cool story. When the game shipped, there was a bug in the game where people realized if you stand in the center of the screen at a certain point, the knight that you were supposed to be facing was kind of stuck. They couldn't do anything. There's a pterodactyl that comes onto screen sometimes, obviously, because there's ostriches. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Just keep going with it, yeah. And if uh, the pterodactyl is kind of meant to keep you going and keep you, so you can't just like stay in one place at a time, but they realize that all you have to do is just turn to the direction it's coming in Mm -hmm. and it hits you at an angle, which means you kill it. So people were finding out that they could get unlimited free plays by just spending half an hour in the game. So arcades were complaining to Williams about this, but this is before the realm of DLC. You can't right. just push an update. 
and this is obviously common, it happens, but they had to ship new ROM cartridges oh my God. to all the arcades wow. so that they would update the game and people wouldn't be able to do this. But also it's before the internet. So finding out, you had to like whisper to somebody like, you know. That's a great point. Yeah. And there's, I don't know if I want to go back to a pre-internet time. No. I don't want to, now that we're here, I don't want to do an over and back violation and get, get you know, if I know about the internet. But pre-internet before you knew about the internet, those were some pretty good times. Those were pretty good times. You felt like you're, it was the Wild West. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Dysentery, cholera. <laughs> yeah. Consumption. Consumption. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> wearing bandanas. <laughs> Be the cool, fingerless gloves. Doors that swing both ways. Oh, does both. People that swing both ways. Hey. And the internet didn't have to out anybody. Keep their own fucking business to themselves. Bars, which were whorehouses. Whorehouses, <laughs> which were bars. Yeah. No barcades to be seen. Just innocent good times at those arcades. Shop keeps selling cunt. <laughs> if Deadwood's taught me anything. Free cunt for the next half hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And people love, uh, what is it, Swearingen? Swearingen. Yeah. Oh, swears in the name. So I guess what, what were we to expect? Woo. I love his his and Wu's relationship. Oh yeah, no, that was good. That was a good show. It was a fucking. Did you watch the show. movie? I didn't. It's good. I heard. Oh, is it good? Yeah, it's fine. I heard bad things. Oh no, it's fine. It's like I like going back and visiting all my friends, seeing how they're doing. I like that idea. Turns out not good. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out cholera. T- tough time to live. Kind of like the medieval times. Swearingen canceled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One day he's like, cunt is forty percent off. <laughs> How do you have 40% off of a generic gold coin, by the way? Oh, I don't know. Well, unless it was like uh, 10 coins and now it's uh, six coins, 40% off. This is another thing where like my- You're very casually dropping the C word on this podcast. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm quoting Swearingen. <laughs> okay, yeah. I could quote a lot of people and get myself in trouble too. Myself? Do you like that? I thought that was pretty good. Well done. Okay. Listen, Joust. Uh, Joust. Uh, we're continuing to play. Uh, we're actually going to be playing the version that's located in the Williams Arcade's Greatest Hits oh, on cool. the Super Nintendo from 1995. There was a port on a bunch of Atari consoles, also the NES, but I figured the Super Nintendo version is probably a more well-realized uh, interpretation of the arcade m- mode. Mm-hmm. So we're taking a bit of a walk to get there, but, yeah. but I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, Andrew, where does this game rank for you? In your in your arcade rank, was this something that you ever had an interest? I don't know because, like we're talking about with how we ranked our favorite arcade games, a lot of them are peripheral based, and so I don't have a ton of experience with just like straight up video video games. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, there was Beer Tapper. Yeah, there was you know some fighting games. I love Beer Tapper. I know Beer Tapper's great. There was a lot of like fighting games and things like that that were competitive one on one. Sure, but the actual just like go up and play a game like that has actually very little. Um, you know, uh, that's very little nostalgic feel to me okay. so i don't know I, I don't think it would be uh na if it was ranked do you have any idea what you're doing no <laughs> do you have any uh uh affinity towards specific classic arcade games is that anything you've ever gotten into hmm that's a good question i would almost have to look at lists and go oh yeah 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 pac-man. this one well pac-man are you ever yeah. gonna play pac-man no I, li- I like pac-man centipede you like pac-man a lot more than i, I do. love pac-man yeah i got into it late in life mm-hmm. uh, uh much like my opium addiction <laughs> yeah and and uh I, I i i kind of like learned some of the patterns i, I i'm getting decent at it yeah. i like it I, and i always hated pac-man as a kid i hated a lot of arcade games like this as okay. a kid where you had to repeat the same thing over and over and get a high score the thing I always hated about it is the game, once you've gotten to a certain level of skill at it, any mm-hmm. arcade game, isn't fun until you're close to beating your record. So the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of a play is just like going through the motions, yeah. whatever. And then it gets exciting. But then you get better. And then it takes longer to get to the exciting bits. Right, and right, then right. longer to get to the exciting bits. It's a weird formula because the more you play it, 
the harder it is to enjoy in a weird way. Right. Um, Joust, however, is one of those games that I always, I always liked. You know, did I play a ton of it? No, but I didn't play a ton of classic arcade games. And I want to be clear to the listener when I revate, when eventually I will give this game my, my rating out of four bits based on what I thought about it when I played it back as a kid. Um, that rating will be relative to other classic arcade games because that's what I was playing at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's going to be weighted a little bit that way. Sure. You know, it's not going to be as good as even maybe like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as an arcade no. game, but, uh, but it was its own oh, thing. Yeah. Um, but other other classic arcade games I like, you know, a lot of those fighting games, like you said, I, I did. I also loved playing Street Fighter, even though I was very intimidated to play oh, yeah. Street Fighter in the arcade. Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom that was, was fantastic. I, I totally skipped, you're right, the... the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Simpsons, yeah. those uh, X Men, yep. those style games. I loved playing those because it's so much fun. You and three friends all just pile in, put as much money as you have in. You're like, Let's go. Those were great feelings, and it was also our version of it. You know, yes. I also didn't love classic rock as a kid because I had new music coming out that was speaking directly to me. Right, That's a good like point. it was. Yeah. It was. I wasn't trying to look backwards, so it was a little bit of a blind spot. But I do want to finish one 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 great memory that I have of Joust. Sure, um, it was the first time. My dad respected me. Oh, there we go. Um, Recurring theme in this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he was talking about classic video games. And he's like, oh, there was this one that I used to love. I have no idea what it was called. I, I'll probably never know. And you were on a bird or something like that. And it was you and one other person. I was like, dad, are you talking about joust? And I was really young at the time. And he's like, he looked at me like, I made something that knew that and I didn't know. It was like one of the first times I gave him information that he didn't have. Right. And he was like, wow. It, like it was like a, a weirdly, a weird meaningful moment. <laughs> wow. I'm trying as, to, as I'm gauging your reaction. I'm trying I'm like, to acknowledge, man. I'm trying to acknowledge that this is a big moment for you. And so that's great. It was just a cool, the, the moment you realize that you can know things that your dad doesn't. It makes a lot of sense that you uh, turn this into a video game podcast because you're hoping that every week your dad would listen and go like, Wow, he does know stuff. And you know what? He never has. That's a great way uh, to end the first segment as we go to play Joust. Well, do you want to get, let's give it our reviews oh, first. Oh, sorry, yes. Let's go play so Joust. So we're going <laughs> to, as, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to give this game a rating out of four bits yes. based on our memory of the game. A very subjective review. Uh, this is before we actually play the game, refresh mm -hmm. our memory and rate it in the modern day also out of four bits. But Andrew, why don't you start us off? Give us your rating out of four bits based on what you thought about this game back when you were playing it. As a little pathetic oh jesus christ slimy I don't, wet really? child i probably was wet more than i should have been like <laughs> spilling stuff on yourself your hands are always grubby yeah like you always just sometimes see children you're like ah what the hell's yeah, wrong get with away you from me yeah like, you're yeah. diseased <laughs> yeah um so like i was saying it, you know just is is an important game because i remember it i was sure. always there at these bars and you to be perfectly honest it was always there at and I, it's not like my parents were <laughs> were bad or anything like that but we would be at like a bar but they were great they weren't awesome. Okay. No, they, hey, we, we all got flaws. But is that we were like at a pub or something like that getting food. Sure. Um, especially at like some small towns like cottage towns and stuff like that. And there would always be arcades yes. inside of these things. Yes. And they're always like ancient. Yes. Also stained by smoke. Like, right. And Joust was always one of them. It was Donkey Kong, Joust, mm -hmm. things like Brick that. Brick Breaker. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, Bubble Bubble for some yeah, reason. Bubble Bubble. Bubble Bubble yeah. was everywhere. Uh, and so those are my experiences of playing this game because you're like, well, I guess I got to play this game. There's nothing right. else going on. Also, my parents are like handing you coins. Like, get, get out of the way. Yes. Uh, and so I never had these incredibly warm feelings about it because it never felt like a choice that I made. Sure. It always felt like an option that was placed upon me. Right. So that being said, like, so you lined up all these machines. I don't think I was going to it first. But sure. that being said, I do have warm feelings for it, but it's not 
not the best game I ever played. I'm going to give it two and a half out of four. Two and a half. I, you know what? It's almost impossible for a game like this to get more than that for yeah, me. Okay. Because I just didn't, again, retro scores, very subjective. Very subjective. These were, like, if my parents gave me quarters and there were a bunch of arcade cabinets there, I was just as liable to pocket those quarters. <laughs> uh, because some of these games I just didn't enjoy. Uh, uh, Joust was one that I, I definitely put my put some time into and then continued to play it throughout the 90s. Right. So, you know, it was a game that I, if I had a chance to play it, I would play. Clearly had a big influence on games like Flappy Bird. You know, that that tap to, yep. to gain altitude was, was very popular. Um, and I think the simplified control scheme made it feel different in a way that made it stand out. So I was willing to to go spend money on it and give it a shot. Um, I love my dad and I, I, I think impressing him and, and having him acknowledge me for the first time oh boy. Um, felt really good. Okay. So that, I mean, that alone is worth a pretty good rating. What, we can only go up to four? <laughs> yeah, we can go up to four. Yeah. We can only go up to four. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, no, I'm going to, I agree with you. I'm giving this one a two and a half. And I oh, understand yeah. that for arcade fans oh. who are fans and always were fans yeah. of a classic arcade game, that's not high enough. No, be I, I apologize. Mm-hmm. But me as a child playing these games, it just was not the one that was catching my attention. Gotcha. I would always play Bubble Bobble more than than Joust or or even Brick Breaker. I love Brick Breaker. So this was there. It was not one of the ones that I was I was itching to go out and play, but I was happy if I got a chance to play it. So okay. two and a half. So two, two and a half. So that's a five out of eight. Uh, pretty low score for a famous game, but we'll see. Maybe it'll go up in, the, uh, in our modern scores. And the only way we can find out by playing the game. We will. So if you're going to join us for the gameplay, that's great. You can find out how to do that in the break. We'll give you all the details. Uh, join us over at the Mushroom Club, patreon.com slash retrograde podcast. Uh, otherwise, we will see you on the other side in two shakes of an ostrich's tail. See? Makes sense. Actual has a tail. That was very good. Yeah. Just a reminder that you can now find our gameplay segments where we play through a portion of today's game and provide video commentary while doing it over on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast. Join the Mushroom Club for $5 US per month for access to all the gameplay plus two to four bonus episodes per month where we do things like character drafts, top 10 lists, and even take some suggestions from our community. So show some support to the podcast by joining the Mushroom Club at Patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast for access to bonus content and and all of our gameplay segments. We'll see you guys on the other side. And welcome back to the retrograde. Okay. I'm glad you're doing that. Yes. Because this is the biggest thing I want to talk about. Okay. Was that anything like jousting? We did this whole thing about jousting before. They, they did have polls. Kind of. I mean, for no, a bit. I thought those were the bills of their hats. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you think everyone had hats? Oh, right. So halfway through this game. <laughs> yes. Andrew's like, oh my God the enemies also have riders. And I was like, fuck, yeah, obvious. What are you talking about? He's like, I thought those were birds with hats. <laughs> I thought they were birds with some kind of like armor protective thing. Like, I'm getting you with right, this. Right. And then I realized when the, oh, let's talk about the eggs. Because when we realized there's an egg level where in, as far as we've known so far, you have to pick up the eggs to get to points. Every time. So it's a cool mechanic when yes. you kill an enemy rider. Uh, you don't kill the birds, by the way. They're very specific not to have animal cruelty in this. You kill the rider. The bird flies away. But the rider turns into an egg. So the rider, so an egg leaves this enemy that you just defeated. Let's just go with that. Because in your mind, you're like, I killed a pregnant bird and now it's given birth. And now I got to collect all of my my gold, which is the egg. Okay, fine. And And if you don't collect it, it hatches. It turns back into, but let's get back to what it turns into. Because there's a level where it's all eggs. Yes. And so you're just trying to race around, pick up all the eggs before they hatch. And because they hatch into a human being with a pole. And then then the bird picks them up. The bird picks them up. The relationship in which we had is very opposite of what was actually happening. It's very opposite of what you would assume happens. Yes. A bird hatches from an egg. A human being. Maybe the bird has a pole. 
maybe maybe there's some off-site base in sure. which they are housing these birds and going, get ready, give, put them a saddle on them, give them yes. a pole, go pick up the human out of the egg. I, you know, who am I to judge? Right. And then they go pick them up. Wait, no, no. Wait. Okay. You really glossed over the most important part there. What's that? Housing birds and training them, sure. That happens. People Absolutely. send ravens all the time. Yes. Um, by the way, that was the only era. Nowadays, if you're saying, I just didn't receive this email, you're full of shit. Yeah. But back in the day, you could have been like, it's a raven across the continent. Of course I didn't. It I got eaten by an alligator when it was crossing Louisiana. Uh, of course I didn't receive it. It died thing. of loneliness. <laughs> like it could be anything. And it's like, oh, okay. But yes. Uh, so wait, I, I missed which part? Yeah, no, the part is that you're like, yeah, you house the birds and then they they go off and pick up the humans and eggs. That's the part we're confused about, Andrew. Yes. It's not the fact that birds are doing what they're told. No, I'm just saying I, I'm, I can take that for fact yes. that there is some kind of bird training facility in which they make them into weapons. Got that. But who's training them if all the humans are in eggs? <laughs> I assume there's some humans that have uh, veterans of the war. Uh-huh. They're a little bit older uh-huh. and are, you know, teacher. But the, the humans coming from the eggs <laughs> is the biggest question I have that Joe's will never answer. I don't imagine. <laughs> Um, I, I like the idea that there's a, uh, <laughs> I, this is actually story. This was in the, the manual, which I didn't talk about before the gameplay. Okay. So they do some story building. Uh, when a human being dies, they are, they turn into the egg and they are, are, set, you know, mourned. Um, oh, good. Those are confusing funerals though, because if they take too long, <laughs> grandpa's, <laughs> grandpa's coming back and he is full of yolk <laughs> and he's pissed. <laughs> he has a weapon. <laughs> Oh, grandpa's back and he's pissed. He's swiping at everybody. <laughs> Where's my bird? He may have been reborn. The dementia remained. Oh, no. <laughs> the PTSD from all the uh, jousting wars are still there. PTSD from the egg birth. What are you oh, talking about? <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> emerging from my mother, but he remembers punching his way through an egg. The jousting is the most. That's fine. I can I can wrap my head around that. Yeah. <laughs> the birthing of an egg. Oh, my God. Honestly, it, it really says something about the piece of art we just played that I I leave more confused than when I entered. And I entered pretty confused. Was like, I'm on an ostrich and I'm just like, okay, I guess it's crazy. Over lava and whatever. Over lava. And there's a pterodactyl. And the lava has a hand. It'll grab you if you go over it. Yes, right. The lava will bring you in. It'll bring you in. It's like a siren song lava. It is. Yeah. There are a lot of obstacles in this game. There's a lot of ways to get yourself killed. Basically, the premise is if you come into contact with another rider, if you're higher than them, you kill them. If they're higher than you, they kill you yep. if you're on equal footing you bounce off of one another um simple premise simple controls are much more difficult than i remembered absolutely there's a lot more strategy there's involved. a lot more strategy if you press left you don't move one to one you kind of slowly and then very quickly build up momentum yes. then you start to sprint and then when you stop you skid there's there's this momentum and locomotion that you have that it's hard to just pull back on yeah um, i uh, just them using ostriches Okay, we're still now on that. makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. Okay, them using ostrich makes a lot of sense because if the mechanics build momentum really fast and stop and they slide, it makes sense. You chose one of the fastest land uh, moving animals, right? That it does like oh sprinting. So oh, I got right. it. Like right, I, right, they're not as agile. I get that. Also, that you works. can you can ride emus. Okay, people do that. Yes. I, I'll take your word for it. No, it's true. Okay. No, I believe you. I just said I'll take your word for Why it. Why is it that every time you agree with someone, you sound so condescending? <laughs> Not intentional. I'll tell you that. Even that was condescending. Not intentional. Not intentional. If uh-huh. you received it that way, I, then. If, no, no. If people write emus, I believe you. I'm still not convinced. I, me neither. <laughs> 
No, no, they do. So, okay. so it makes sense that that you know they, but they definitely don't fly right when you ride them. Oh, I can, oh yeah, no, I can imagine emus and ostriches. I don't think fly in the first place. I don't think they now can. adding 170 pounds on his back is not probably not helping either. Could you imagine you're you're a bird and okay. you're in an egg uh-huh. and you're at that weird point where you're awake. You've never seen the outside world, but you know, whatever the fuck you're in, you got to get out. I got to go. So you start pecking and yeah. and it starts to dawn on you, you know, cultural clues. You're a bird. Okay. Yeah. You're got some wings. Feathers, beak. And then all of a sudden you like, you get out of this, uh, this, this egg. You're, you have no context for size or anything like that. And then you realize, fuck, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bird. This is amazing. All I've ever wanted to do is fly. Yeah. No, no, no. Mm-mm. You run fast. Yeah. You're the heaviest <laughs> bird on the planet. That's it. You're That's more it. you're more mammal than bird. You're, yeah. you're such a mammal that you have steaks named it. You have an ostrich <laughs> steak. That's how big not a breast. No. Nope. You don't get an ostrich breast. You no. get an ostrich steak. Yeah, it's it's a real tease. Yes. It's a real tease. Like you're kind of a bird, but you don't get the best part of being a bird. You don't get the best part about but being you're a bird. You're kind of a land animal, but you don't get the best parts of being a land animal. No. <laughs> you, you're and you're also real ugly. You're super ugly. Here's a neck. There's way more of it than you know what to do with. Well, I must have a way of defending myself. Yep. You put your hand, you put your head right in the dirt. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real thing or not. I might I'm, be cartoons. I must have a way of defending myself. You get a rider with a joust stick on it. <laughs> you deal with it the same way I do. Denial. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the uh, the actual mechanics took a little bit more getting used to than I thought. 100%. Um, I kind of appreciated their difficulty, though. Is I think it? it added greatly to the longevity of the game. There was a lot more subtlety, like... In order to get, and this is, you got this a lot quicker than I did, because you you were better than me in the first and second round, although I outlasted you in the second round. Yes, you round. did. But the in the first round, I didn't realize just how quickly you had to tap the fly button oh. to, like, really get yourself some momentum. It was work. You you didn't want to play a second round. I was exhausted. My hands were exhausted. exhausted. I thought I was we were going to give it a break and, like, try first player for a bit, and I was going to let you go, and we accidentally pressed two player again, and we're like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe my my thumb, like, just going numb pretty much from tapping that thing constantly. It, it, was, it was surprising, and it was interesting. Little things where if you hit... So if you go from one, the, the all the way left of the screen, you leave the screen, mm-hmm. and like Pac-Man, yes. you come out the other side with all the momentum that you had exiting the screen. So it's really tough to tell, especially with two players, where it's co-op, but you can kill each other. Sometimes there are round bonuses, by the way, for not killing each other, and sometimes one player will get a bonus for killing the other player. That's interesting. And probably a tactic on behalf of the game Absolutely. to get more lives to be wasted. So there's momentum carried from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. Tough to keep track of where your player one or player two is. If you tap too quickly and you hit either a ledge or even the the ceiling, the Mm -hmm. untextured ceiling of the playing area, you bounce off of it. Yes. And in a game where uh, elevation management is combat, that's a very bad thing. You very quickly find yourself on the receiving end of a lance to the face. (laughs) And that's not good. No, that's not good. No. Unless you're in like NSYNC. And there's some choreography involved. So I'm just saying. Um, it is. It is. What are you saying? Well, Lance was one of the members of it. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, Lance to the face is probably not good in either context because the choreography well, said has it failed. Would, it would be good. Oh, I'm so sorry. I misspoke. Okay. But it just, you know, because then your choreography has failed and Lance is hitting Lance? in the head. No. Chris Kirkpatrick, though, can really get fucked. He can get his ass kicked. Worse than the little oh, biscuit bastards. Right. Yeah. And right. Moby, he can get stomped by Obi. Okay. Yes. His, uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, Very good. <laughs> Oh, I hear it now. I hear the condescending. I hear it now. Okay, I got it. Okay, we're going to work on it. Um, 
I that being said though, there is strategy in this game and mm-hmm. I found it I found it fun because you were trying something and then you can re like readjust in mid game the the opponents per level you don't ever pause you don't ever stop it no. doesn't come to a it close it keeps going it continues on there is like a half second of like breathing but i like that the opponents kind of did different things sure. each times they also can change levels there's kind of like three levels of platforms that you can go in between and sometimes if the birds are knocked off uh, their pattern they'll go to the second they'll go to the first right. and then the other ones are going in between them and stuff like that i found that really similar, cool similar to uh pac-man mm. there are different types of enemies like pac-man has all the different ghosts yes. and a lot of people don't realize oh, this but okay. those th- don't okay just just very casually dropped the g word there i was not scared because i it was like ripping the band-aid off andrew mm-hmm. now you're dragging me back into this ghost sludge hey you keep now saying i have it. to say it no you don't what am i gonna say otherwise sorry i won't say that again thank you i i th- i Okay. Mm-hmm. How about this? Okay. Sorry. No. See, you're doing what I do. <laughs> it's not a lot of fun, and I don't enjoy that. <laughs> don't use my own tactics against me, much like the birds did in Joust. Yeah, you're right. We should get one. Oh, for fun. <laughs> is that what I sound like? <laughs> is that what I sound like? Oh no, I'm not a nice person. Cause? I'm not a very good person. Oh no. Um. Uh. No. No pausing. And each of the enemies, like in in Pac-Man, do different <laughs> things. They have different like settings to their yes. AI blinky or whatever yeah the, that's the one i thought of too that's the only one i can think of it's a, it's a great one yeah the spirit ah very good apparition ah mm-hmm. um transparent dead person <laughs> unhatched egg yes or post hatched egg eggless we can call them eggless eggless okay eggless <laughs> got a bow and arrow yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh coming back to amazon next week or this week yeah Last week. Last week. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, the uh, 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 so each of the different riders, they they have different colors on them as well. The knights do, and they're it's it's very difficult to tell one model from another unless you're really paying attention. Mm-hmm. But they have different things. One is is I, and I read up on this. Their AIs like get as high as you can. The okay. other is like chase you. The pterodactyl comes in to make sure you don't stand still or don't take too long, and that'll chase after you and go in really aggressive swoops and has moments right. of invulnerability. Um, all of this keeps the games unpredictable yes. and fun in a way that, yes, the board doesn't change, but when you start off with Pac-Man and you see the same blinking dots and the same setup every time, it almost feels a little bit repetitive, even though it's not. And I do yeah. love Pac-Man. There's an an excitement, a level of excitement to the randomization of this, where it's like mm-hmm. everything you do really changes the scope of all the enemies on screen and the fact that they're all interacting with everything and are gauging where to go based on where you are. It's fun. I, I thought that that added a level of replayability and score seeking in this game that yeah. I really liked. It's 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 fun in the way that you are never on offense or defense. Right. You are always on both. both. You were always like head swivel, but oh, I'm going to attack him here, but oh, wait, dodge, got to yes. dodge here. That is so... So you're always interested. There's never a moment you're like, okay, I can take my foot off the pedal yeah. here for a second. That part is or a lot of fun. Your foot out of the ostrich stirrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how I imagine, you know, right is gas, left right. is brake. <laughs> yes, the yeah, ostrich exactly. knows that. Exactly. Yeah. The ostrich knows. The ostrich yeah, knows. Yeah. Um, who do you think's in more control in this context? The ostrich or, well, I or think, the human? You know, it's very similar to jockeys. It's very similar to other things. I think we all believe that the human is in control because we've now subjugated this animal. Yes. But really, if the animal ever broke free, they are complete control and there's nothing we can do about it. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I kind of like, based on the fact that the 
in the realm of things that hatch from eggs are subjugated, mm. I like the fact that maybe the humans are strapped to the back of the birds. <laughs> they don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. No. That that lance, since they're born of an egg with mm-hmm. a lance in their hands, um, uh, maybe just an appendage. Yeah, that just sticks out when you put it in the in the in the human holder <laughs> on the back of these ostriches. Human holder. The human holder. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andrew, let's get into our reviews of this game. Absolutely. I, I gotta say, I had a lot of fun playing this. I did too. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what our thoughts are. You know, very of an era, obviously, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was of an era forty years uh, ago. Uh, you gave this a two and a half out of four in your retro score. What Boy, is your I. current score? All sort of four bits against the like. Keep in mind of modern games. Like Mario Kart, the arcade game. <laughs> <laughs> like Silent Scope 3. Like Silent Scope 3. Um, I had a ton of fun playing this game. Okay. I understand why I didn't like it as much as a kid um, versus now, where I think the strategy is a little bit more intuitive and you had to kind of... You had, playing video games actually helps you with this game. Having Flappy Bird, which I know we talked about yes. as a thing, yes. is a real training for this yes. game. Except funny enough, it's easier Flappy Bird. I was going to say that. Because everything is still, yes. you're the only one in motion. In this one, lots of things are in motion and yeah. you're trying to do things. I just could imagine the failures in which I, you know, the times in which we lost. And yes, we did add a few lives in there a couple of times just to make sure that we were playing the game long enough to get a good sense of it. I can, every time I died, I didn't go like, oh, fuck off. It yeah. was more like, okay, okay, do it again, do it yeah, again. Yeah. You know, you feel like you're getting better. The, the constant motion is so much fun. And even in its simplicity, it works really mm-hmm. well because the controls are also simple in its line. Yeah, the graphics suck. And sure. the music is really grating. But that kind of stuff, would you could see the general improvement that it would have made in time. But for the moment, it is so much fun. And that's why I continued to have fun playing the game. I'm going to give it a three out of four. Three. That's amazing. I, uh, I, I agree. I, you know, yes, the music was grating. Um, but it was also useful. Okay. The sound effects let you know when the pterodactyl was on screen True. if you didn't know. Uh, when you when you die, it makes a certain sound. When eggs are hatching, it makes a certain sound. It was all uh, it was it was all useful. It was something that I found you could you could listen for cues to help the way you play. So mm-hmm. yes, grading in terms of the beeps and boops, but also of an era. There's no avoiding that. No. I think that as far as these sorts of games go, even this game being as as old as it is was so unique mm-hmm. that I think I would rather pick up something like this than Flappy Bird. In a way, not only is it more difficult, it's also more complicated mm-hmm. because you're going left and right yep. and there's combat and and you're flapping to go up and down. The one knock that I have, and this is where I'm thinking, it would be very hard for me to give an arcade game of of this era a four out of four. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. It's just not my kind of game. There may be Pac-Man, who knows? we'll we'll do that game one day the other issue is that with the unpredicted or with with the the looseness of the controls okay it's also somewhat unpredictable uh when when i found using the joystick it was kind of like sometimes i would sprint sometimes i wouldn't it didn't feel as tight as i wanted it to and that was by design but that being by design also kind of hurt my enjoyment of the game a little bit. And that takes it down from what I would consider to be a potential three and a half also to a three out of oh, four. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. I would play this game more and similar to spy hunter, maybe in, in subsequent playthroughs, I would increase the score. Yeah. I don't think it's quite there just because of the overall, like when something good happens in, in spy hunter, you earned it. That's you doing it. You're controlling it. You're going faster. You're going slower. You're doing the pickups. You're weaving in and out of traffic. In this one, there were moments of like, get yourself to a certain point, bounce off something and luck into uh, an attack or or just so happen to see someone come off screen and be there. And mm. I know there are ways to prevent that, but it didn't feel as good when I won and huh. didn't feel as 
earned when I died, either as something like Spy Hunter, and I think I gave Spy Hunter a three and a half, so I'm giving this one a three out of four. Oh, man. Okay. I did not like Spy Hunter. I like this one more, so that's interesting. So, two threes, that's a six, uh, and that's 11 out of 16. 11 out of 16, a great score great overall. Score. You know, if we were more retro gamers back in the day, it would have been a lot higher, yeah. but obviously we weren't. I think it's proved its stripes for us. Absolutely. I, I mean, think there's not real to bring value. zebras into this. No, no, God. Wait, oh, zebras, man. It's refs, fucking bums. Oh, yeah. Tim Donaghy. Yeah. Take a high. Get out of here. You're not the star of the show. No, did he fix this game? Is that why he did so much better than me the first time? Oh, yeah, you know, I paid I paid the turd axle a lot of money. <laughs> Gave him a lot of eggs. Shit. I know. All right, well, let's make our way over to the award ceremony. I see the red carpet over there. Yep. I'm going to jaunt over there, and I think they're going to play some music for us when we go, and we'll see what awards this oh, game was. Sounds amazing. Let's do it. You've been waiting for it all year. The most glamorous award ceremony of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Brady's. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, really somber for you today. Well, I just, I was thinking about all the great birds we've lost. Oh, Larry. He's still alive. Yeah, absolutely. Big. Not for long. <laughs> yeah. If he keeps, keeps uh, participating in this bird war, no. Absolutely. Big. Big. Yeah, big. Who could forget big? Um, O. Okay. Yeah. Rip bird O. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Elliot's coming on. Uh, uh, he's trying to ride an ostrich. Yeah. But he's too jacked and heavy for that to work. Okay. You're going to um, kill that ostrich. Get off of it. It looks, I got to be honest. I think he may have already killed it. Okay. He's dragging that ostrich on scratch. Oh, okay, great. you. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's laying an egg oh, out of its dead. Wait a second. Oh. Let's do the, let's do it quick before that hatches. Okay. Yeah, it's it's going to hatch. Oh my God. Elliot's punching into the egg. <laughs> the envelope's in the egg. Oh, the oh, envelope's that's a, in that's the adorable. egg. That's adorable. Very good. Yeah. Okay. We'll wait for that human good. to hatch. Very confused. Grandpa's going to be back to it oh in just God. a little bit. Just a lot going on. A lot going on. Elliot, why don't you uh, uh, open that envelope and let us know the award this game won? The wine cellar. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at the stupid face. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's sipping some wine, everybody, just so you're not watching on YouTube. Garçon. Yeah. Oh, God. Of course, Garçon. It's, of course it's French. Oh, and you're an asshole. <laughs> Garçon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, hello, sir. Yes. How can I help you? <laughs> I don't want to be one of those gentlemen. Yeah, that's what they always say. <laughs> but, um... I know you have a lot of stuck-up customers here. I correct me if I'm wrong here. <laughs> Looks at his wife as honeypot. That's an aside. There's honeypot. There's it's a sting. I travel with I travel okay. with a pot of honey. With oh me. yeah, you do. You're My wife is Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Put some pants on, dear. This is a nice establishment. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you have a problem, I guess. Yes, yes. Yeah. You can wait. Okay, yeah. My time's not valuable. Clearly, I. You, I don't look like a fool to you, do I? <laughs> Clearly not. No, no, of course not, sir. Uh, of course so, not. Thank you very when, much. When a gentleman of my esteem orders a 1943... Okay, good. Good year. Cab Franc. Cab Franc, all right. Uh-huh. So I guess the Nazis made that one. <laughs> <laughs> Occupying France at the time. <laughs> Say what you will about them. <laughs> they know how to make good wine. <laughs> good wine. Okay. Um, This is... I'll take one more sip. Yeah, yeah. You drank almost the whole glass, but yeah. Yeah, just a little bit left. Clearly a 1946 <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, sir. We'll go replace that when it's actually made by the true French. Uh, okay. Oh, the true French. <laughs> uh, how, how, how is your wife Winnie doing anyway? Winnie? Mm, face full of honey, it looks like. <laughs> so, so, so way okay then, eh? Way okay. You got to take it easy. That's fermented. <laughs> 
Oh, it's mead. It's mead. Yeah, yeah it's mead. Okay, good. So, as By the I, way, she ordered a 43 mead, and I think it's a 1946 mead as well. <laughs> yes, I think we have a counting problem somewhere here. Yeah. Oh. One, two, three, nineteen forty. <laughs> Too spooky. Do not do this. Retrograve. There's time for vampires and ghosts later. So we brought up Big Bird and the count. Uh, look, the wine cellar. <laughs> speaking of counting, yeah, uh, we've counted a current score that is higher than the retro score, and that's what wins the wine Amazing. cellar award. As I toss this wine glass on the floor, bang! Wow, Opa, Opa. There you go. Yeah. Restaurant people love when you do that when oh, glasses God, break, the right? fucking worst. Uh, yeah, wine cellar, higher score current than a retro score. I love this award. Yes. I always do. It means that some retro games, look, we're growing. We're aging like fine wines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Uh, and uh, our, so is our taste for video games. And I'm glad to see Joe's did as well. Because like, it's just, I had a lot of fun playing that game. I and did. I, you know, like graphics be damned and all that kind of stuff that can be definitely an improvement. I, who cares? It was so much fun to play that who cares? Did you say filet? If I did, Awesome. Awesome. Ostrich some. <laughs> uh, speaking of, so that's a, a great award to win. Uh, Absolutely. But we have one more segment to get to. Yes, we do. We end. It is, Andrew, say it with me. No. Three. Three sentences to you, my guest, the game. I'm trying my best. That makes no sense. My oh, head. man. Okay, so we've got uh, we've block. got one here. Sorry for missing last week. We uh, ran out of time. but Yeah, uh, we promised you ones for the next couple episodes here. Yeah, so here we go. Okay, so... Here is uh, here is the 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 first one. I don't think I've used this one. Correct me if I'm, okay. if I'm wrong here. Can you, are you going to do it with me this time? I I, I know this one because ah. uh, it was it was uh, sent to me and I, I saw the answer okay. immediately. I do like doing them with you, but but I know this one. Yeah, a newly promoted soldier agrees to track down his mentor's nemesis. Oh, okay. No, I don't think we've done this one yet. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, a newly promoted soldier. Yes, has to track down. Agrees to track down agree- his mentor's nemesis. Mentor's nemesis oh interesting okay okay all right i don't have a guess but i got like there's also just like maybe some teenage mutant ninja turtles coming off of that it could be a lot it feels like that's the beginning of most stories your solid could Mm. be okay all right let's go to the second one was solid snake promoted from well from gaseous mm, snake (laughs) soft snake snake. uh um it's not the force but it may as well be Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, is this Bioshock? No, but that's, promote, a, that's a good Ryan, guess. That's a good yeah. guess, though. That's a good guess. Very good guess. And the force, because I was thinking like the powers. Right. I think I, uh, honestly, I think I did guess Bioshock as well when I was first reading okay. this. Because the power is, for, it's not the force, but it may as well be. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So it's got some kind of, maybe telekinesis or mind, can move things with his hands or. And uh, I think, I think. I, good and evil. Good and okay. Uh, and now, okay, the ship is alive. The third one's the ship is alive. The third one's the ship is alive. Ah, uh, that should be an obvious one. It could be uh. if you played the game. I don't know that you have played this game. <laughs> okay, though. that's well, the that, only thing. Make it even harder then. Um, okay, the ship is alive. So, yes, it's okay. It's it's going to be tough if you haven't played because a lot of these are, or at least the last one, which should be like the 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 punting at home. It, yeah, right. Is is a, a reveal that you wouldn't know if you hadn't played the game. So okay. it's it's a little bit tough. This person gave one more clue. Oh, okay. As like I was thinking about doing this Four one. Four tens to you, I guess. <laughs> Four sentence. Um, he he gave a, a variation of of it. And by the way, it was James who submitted this. Okay, uh, no last name. It asked me not to submit. Thanks, the last James. Name. No last name. James. No last name. Uh, uh, the other one was soldier receives a message from old technology. 
Okay, from old technology. Man, it does sound like Star Wars. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Sad space cat betrays his kind to avoid a cycle repeating. That's also one that you wouldn't get. If if you're listening, yeah. because you haven't played the game. Uh, if you're listening, you may have gotten it. You may have not. It's Mass Effect. Oh. I know you haven't played Mass, Mass Effect. Effect. The You know, it's tough when you introduce something like the force as a concept in this. It could mean so many different things. Right. So the first one being mentor, that could be a lot of things. Mm-hmm, the force could mm-hmm. be a lot of things. The ship is alive is the giveaway. But if you haven't played it, you likely wouldn't the know The ship that. is alive? I was honestly thinking, hey, Halo as well when I, I was first doing in my it head because too, I know by Halo 3 I think I mean also the flood in on the on the, the ring of Halo is kind of means that it, it has a sentience to itself so okay. so who knows but yeah that's uh that's kind of uh uh where we're at I love this fucking game James. thanks to James for James, the submission thank uh, you so you, much if you have a three cent ten says to you might guess the game you can submit it at uh, the retrograde podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on our social media at retrograde Mikey at retrograde Andy and at retrograde pod on on Twitter we're also at the retrograde podcast on Instagram so do whatever the fuck you want also, absolutely at retrograde pod on uh, TikTok as well. Oh, there we go. Yeah, and also I would hide the answer, like put it twenty lines down this or something one, like that. This one was submitted before we no, started that's to okay. ask to do that. I don't blame yeah. James. I don't blame James. I don't blame James at all. I don't. I don't think I, about you at all. <laughs> I, 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 I congratulate James on uh-huh. stumping me and yes. submitting a very good answer. So I thank you very much for doing that. But in the future, I think Mikey wants to participate as well. I do. I love participating. Yes, he does. He doesn't uh, want to be left out. I love to take part in things. Absolutely. Well, uh, uh, so make sure to do that. The best way, as we said, is to, to submit it to uh, the rest of podcast at gmail.com. That way you can kind of either put the answer way down to, below or highlight it or color the text white and then I have to highlight it to yes. find it and we can open it up while we're recording. See, like that there a lot. we go. There we go. Well, until then, though, we love every single one of you and we can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you, Philippines, for making us the number one podcast in your sweet, sweet, wonderful country. My name's Andrew Baskman. With me, as always, is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Mikey Aaronworth. This is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. Oh, my God, Grandpa's hatching. Oh, my God. He's back. He's back. Want more retrograde in your life? You can visit our website for show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at RetrogradeMikey, at RetrogradeAndy, and the podcast at RetrogradePod. Or Instagram at TheRetrogradePodcast. For bonus episodes, check us out at patreon.com slash theretrogradepodcast. Send your questions and business inquiries to theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. See you next week, D-Pads. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Joust. 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 Joust.